Blog Talk Radio. Hello, hello, everybody all over the world. Welcome to Beyond the Gate Radio. Happy Monday. And I know you don't like Monday, but it's near the end of a Monday for most of you people and way past for others. Here in the Bay Area in California, we have a little rain, which is awesome because we need it to make things grow and clear the air. And we want to welcome you to today's show of Beyond the Gate Radio. Today is the first day of a new week for everybody. We are all blessed. And I will be doing the show with my angel, my co-host, my wife, Sherelle. Sherelle, hello. Welcome to Beyond the Gate. How are you doing today? I am I am glad to be here on the show today with you. I'm excited about our guest, Tom Flynn. And uh, I agree, it's Monday. It's the 16th. But it's a wonderful Monday. And indeed it is, because we're still alive and breathing, and that alone is a miracle. <laughs> so next Sunday we have a guest, Alma Myrtle, Alma the Seer. She'll be on our show next Sunday. And Monday we have a special guest from the UK, uh, Raquel Park Delaney. She's a clairvoyant medium. She'll be on next Monday, but 
let's talk about today. Boy, do we have somebody special that's close to my heart. We have international medium and healer Tom Flynn from the UK. He's visiting here, and he's uh, been given lots of readings all over the world. And currently at Spiritualist Church in San Francisco, he has lots of other events. Let me tell you briefly about uh, Tom, then we'll bring him in. Tom Flynn, international intuitive healer, medium, and clairvoyant, is an He's an international intuitive healer who communicates with the spirit world in the spiritualist tradition. Tom has given thousands of readings and healings and has been featured in numerous international publications, television, and even radio. Tom feels he has witnessed miracles throughout the course of his life and believes his gifts are meant to help others. He has dedicated his life to this service. Back a few years back, I did.
host. I press one for the host. I'm now in the queue. Oh, they just hung up again. Okay, I'll, I'll let them call in and wait for a minute. Sorry about the technical difficulties that we had, but, you know, life isn't perfect. Nobody ever said no. that it was. Absolutely. So I'm not sure. <laughs> did you get disconnected before the introduction? We gave you a great introduction. Right, I did. I, I got, um, it was halfway through, you was talking, and then the phone just cut out. Okay, well, that's technology. As long as we don't cut out before our time, we'll be okay. <laughs> so I was telling you, yeah, <laughs> got to have a little laugh once in a while. We must do, yeah. I was telling you, oh, yeah. yeah. I, I always believe that, we you know, we must look at today and, you know, tomorrow's not even here yet, you know. So we got to, you know, live that's our right. life, you know. We certainly do. And I was telling everybody that, I first met you at the New Living Expo in San Francisco and you came to my booth and I gave you a reading and then you asked me if uh you know it'd be okay to give me one and I said certainly and I was totally amazed, like, Wow, this medium that I'm talking to, Tom Flynn, is no ordinary medium. This one here <laughs> is really astounding, rare and highly gifted medium and um from what I've seen of your work later on, you definitely are and I'm very proud to uh, be your friend and have you on the show here tonight. Um, you're very kind to me. Well, you know, I just tell it as I see it. I don't pull any punches. Right, but and that's not not very good. You've got to be yourself, you know. Oh, yes. Well, from what I've heard, that you've been getting standing ovations at the spiritualist church churches. And, you know, wherever you go... I've seen you soon you go to work and you don't hesitate, you go right into it and you bring forth information, incredible information and you do it you know, it's not only amazingly accurate but there's no hesitation there. And well, you only I, tell what you get. I I'll tell you I don't add, I don't take away. I mean I've been at the the um the Golden Gate uh, spiritualist church last week and uh 
and this week um, from Thursday, I've been at the celebrate of celebrate life. Sorry, celebrate life church uh, this week, and I'm there till um, Wednesday. And both churches, both members, both committees have been absolutely, you know, fantastic, and I've been very overwhelmed with their with their such uh, hospitality that they've gave me and and the love and the kindness um to tell you the truth i had a few tears on 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 the uh, platform at the golden gate on mother's day um i was talk i was giving them an address um about mother's day and it makes me go all cold david as i'm telling you now but um i was talking about my own dear mother that um when i was um, 11 years old, I, I, I lost my, my mother. And how it started was that uh, uh, the sort of really first time that I began to start to see spirit. And what actually happened, again, um, I do have both my parents in into the spirit world, uh, and I know that they're progressing you know, beautifully there so that they, they allow, allow themselves to come around me to help to help myself, to help others. But I was talking about my father and my mother on Mother's Day. And when I was about six years old, uh, the first one to go was my father. And sadly, my mum was born paralysed down the left-hand side. And she had all us children, which was seven, and me being the youngest of seven. Um, When my father died... My other sisters and brothers told me, uh, and my mum, which was alive at that time, told me uh, that my father had gone away to work. And, you know, just being a little toddler and being being that youngest child, you know, I, I, I truly, truly believed every word they said. But uh, each week, each, each time I was looking out the window uh, of our house, uh, in a place called it's North London in Edmonton, where I, I was actually born in my house. My mum didn't believe in uh, going to the hospital to have babies. She believed in having her children right there in in the living room or wherever she was. You know, uh, she wasn't a lover of doctors or going to doctors or going to hospitals herself. Um, and I will talk about that in a little while. But what I'm saying is. Um, because my father, you know, I lost my father at a very young age. My mum was very ill at this time, and uh, like I was about 11, 11 years old, and I was, because being the youngest and being the baby of the family, um, I got in bed with my mum and cuddled her really tight and give her the comfort and the love that she needed. But I knew as a child that my mum was suffering and she was very sick. And so I ended up, falling asleep and she fell asleep and it was the middle of the night they say the spirits come around about three o'clock in the morning i don't really know what time it was but i got woken by this lovely beautiful white light and in the white light appeared you know what i'm going to say to you don't you david yes my my father appeared uh beside the bed and because I was only small, only being 11 years old, I actually put my my mum's my my you know my hand on my mum's eyes, 
so I don't know why I've done that. I can remember it to this day. Like I'm 55 years old now, and I can still still remember, you know, putting my hand over my mother's eyes. Maybe maybe I knew he was there in the spirit world. I really don't know. But he come for a few moments. He sort of smiled at me. He gave me such a, a wonderful smile. And for some reason, um, in my mind, um, it was like I was talking to my father. Again, I'm getting very cold talking to you here from my head to my toes. It was like I was talking to him in my mind to him. And he was saying everything could be all right. It was like that sort of feeling because... Two days later, sadly, it was a Friday. It was a, it was a. It's raining here in the Bay Area. Is it raining where you are? Yes, it is. Yeah. Right. It was. It was a very miserable night. It was a Friday night. I always remember it uh, to this moment. You know, to this day. And so I, I, I still have the love and you know of my mother in my mind, in my heart, in my soul, and. Um, on the Friday, I went running in from playing. I was when I when I say I was absolutely soaked, I was muddied up. I I was playing football across the road with my friends, and I ran into the house. And my brother Danny said to me, "You'll have to go round mother's brothers tonight, Tom's. Your mum's dead." He, he just said it so so outright to me, and you can imagine. Uh, what I was going through in my mind, I, I didn't know what to say, I didn't know what to do, and I run back out, and outside the house there was this huge puddle, and I, I sat in that puddle, you know, I don't know how long I was there, but I never went around my uncle Thomas's, I stayed at home, I couldn't, I wanted to be with that mum, I wanted to, I wanted to older, I wanted to get close to her, I wanted to do all these things. Yes, I understand. Tom, you're breaking up a little bit. Is that better? Oh, yes, it is. It's better now. Thank you. Maybe I'm taking my, my, my um, mouth away from the phone. Um, um, so you can imagine uh, my first experience of the spirit world was my own father. That's amazing. That's incredible, and that's very rare, and it happened for a reason, for sure. Yes. But like I said, when it comes round to anniversaries, uh, birthdays, it is the anniversary of my mum's uh, passing on June the 12th coming up, and I was I was over. My friend, uh, Paul, who lives in the UK in uh, North London at the moment in Enfield, um, he lost his mother, and I met this I met this young man when I was fourteen. So it's the last um, year of senior school, and you know, no, 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 no going further into uh, college or anything like that. Uh, in them days, you just wanted to get out of school and run and play or, or do the things you did. But I did meet Paul and other friends, but this particular guy. Um, he invited me to his house, and soon as soon as I got into his home, his mother made me feel so so welcomed. And from and like I said, sadly he lost his mum. But from the age of fifteen 
up to the age of uh, around about 48. Uh, how many years would that be, God? Um, for a very long time, she become my other mum. And she treated me exactly the same as all her other children. And uh, when she died, I, 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 I just couldn't go to the funeral. It, it hurt me so badly. I knew that she understood of, of the understanding that I know of the spirit and knowing that she's gone to a better place and things like that. But she replaced the mum that I never had. And this is, where, this is where, when I was doing the talk, it brought tremendous tears with me for some reason. You know, it choked me badly. And, um, but I know I, I pulled through it with the love of the Church of the Golden Gate Spiritualist Church there. They gave me great courage to carry on. That's truly amazing. And what it shows to me is a couple of things. You know, you're human. Uh, love is totally amazing, and the connection is never broken nor forgotten. And, you know, tears of love and tears of sadness is also tears of joy, knowing where she's at right now and of the beautiful memory that you've had of her. And that's an amazing tribute that you have given her and witnessing in front of all those people there at that lovely church that you did. And, and, you know, we must never forget where we came from or those who cared for us from the past because I hadn't had parents since I was small either. And my mother is also from London, actually close to London. She's from Kent. But right. I lost her when I was 10, and my father recently lost a few years back, but I hadn't lived with him since I was a small boy as well. And so, you know, it happens to a lot of people, but, and you meet other people that kind of take up the reins a little bit and guide you the right way, and I think that's just a blessing. And I'm glad they did it for you because we have you here today sharing your story and your gifts with us, which is a beautiful thing. Um, and you can imagine that um, I was telling you about my mother being uh, very sort of paralyzed down one side. My my mum, being a Romany gypsy, uh, do you know what that is? Do you know the proper Romany gypsies? No. Uh, I, I'm familiar with them, and right. I've read I mean, about I was only them, a little boy, so I was only a little boy myself, but, you know, my mum was, uh, you know, she was a bit of a witch, but a, a good witch. <laughs> if, if that's the case, you know, uh, if I can say like that, because she, she, sure. funny things would happen in the house. I can remember as a small child, you know, like things would fall off the side, and and she'd say funny things, and funny things would happen, things like that. Where my father, he believed in uh, the spiritual healing side of it all, and he used to tell not so much myself as I was the stories I've got from my brothers and sisters that my father always used to talk, being, a, well, being an Irish Catholic guy and talking about spirit guides and oh, talking Tom, about... Could you adjust <laughs> your phone? Sorry? Sorry, could you adjust your phone? It, it's breaking up a little bit. I don't Is know if you right moved now? your phone. I'm sorry. Is yeah, it's better? perfect now. Right. Yes, um, it is. I was Thank saying you, that my mum and, and dad, my mum being a little bit of a witch and a good witch, and things would happen, like things would fall off the side, 
or if if things would you know if she'd say something something would happen to 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 make that you know be and my dad you know being a, an irish catholic guy um believing in spirit guides and he used to talk about his north american indian guide uh that that would um help him uh with with his with his life and with his family and um like I say, my mum was paralysed down one side, and my mum be- believed greatly in the spiritual healing, or let's call it the faith healing at that time, what they used to call faith healing. And what would actually happen? My mother uh, would take would take myself or my my younger sister fist sorry, my younger sister Phyllis. Um, she'd put us on top of a pram, but. What she would actually do, she'd have to put a brick, a, a bag of bricks on 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 the um, pram and put one of us uh, little ones on top of it, and she would go round to the to the church around the corner. I think it was a like a, a Methodist church, something like that, who who done spiritual healing, faith healing, as I was saying, uh, in that church, and she used to go to. Um, a gentleman called Derek Fricker. He was quite a, um, a known uh, healer in that area or in England, and she used to love going to that healer every morning, every Saturday morning, without fail. And you can imagine uh, myself running around that little hall, probably not knowing what was going on. And I always remember at the end that the healer always used to put a little drop of water on my head to calm me. So I thought that was fantastic. Amazing, amazing childhood memories. Boy, you know, there's no way a person should grow up to say that. Well, this is the way people should be brought up. You know, we all have to follow a certain path to end up where we're at. And I believe that we all, you know, go and do what we need to do. Discover, learn and end up where we're supposed to be. That's what I believe. You know, no matter which way you, you choose it, you're going to end up where you're supposed to be. But you maybe needed certain experiences where you're younger to build a foundation uh, for yourself, for your personality, and your knowledge so that you may uh, call upon it whenever you need it in current times. And I think that whatever your background is or however you grew up, plays an important role in the person that you are today. Don't you believe that, Tom? I do. I was saying about my um, my father being, you know, Catholic, you know, and believing in spirit guides and, you know, his, his, his angels that, that were around him. Uh, my brother, one of my brothers, Danny, the one that I mentioned earlier on, who told me about my mother's death, um, he told me that my father... Uh, spirit guide used to tell him to have faith in 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 him. So what my father used to do to have faith in him, he'd put he told my father to put his hands into the fire to believe in him. The reason why he done this wow. this this particular time was because I was talking about my sister Phyllis, who used to go with my mother to the church for healing. She was poorly as a little girl. When she was born, she had a twisted stomach. And my mum also lost a twin with her. But my sister Phyllis survived. And through lifetime, she was unable to have children. 
but my dad believe I believe that my dad would put uh, put his hands on my sister to give her healing. That's amazing, and how how fortunate that is to have a powerful healer in the family. That's totally amazing, and you know, for him to come from an Irish Catholic background and to be, let's say, uh, faithful, but to think outside the box, knowing that perhaps there's a, a little bit more beyond what the religion may teach. You know, he's in other words, he's being a little flexible and open to other things, which turned out to be a really a wonderful thing because it helped other people. Mm. And I think that's a, amazing that he was able to be that flexible and open-minded to do those things and to believe my, in spirit my, my, guides I, and all that. Right. Well, I think um, my, my dad, he had great faith. Uh, what I couldn't remember what my, my brothers and sisters told me. Um, he would only use this sending out thoughts of prayer, distant healing to to family, friends. But I, I, I can imagine he did send it out to the universe. Uh, there was a particular time when, again, my my, my dad was called upon um, for help with uh, with with health issues, and in this case, it it seems that I talked about my sister Phyllis and Danny. It was Danny this time who needed help, and what actually happened? My brother and his spirit guide. Uh, once again, uh, reached out to him, and my father obviously stood there as an instrument of love that was able to to help my brother. And he was told to put his hand on where the disc was. And I believe uh, what what I was told that he helped him. Well, well, I totally believe in healing myself because not only have I given it, but I've experienced it, and I think that's a wonderful natural thing. Uh, and it certainly does, you know, help people. Can I ask you a question? Now, you're, you know, what's the difference? Some of the listeners, I know the difference, but sometimes I try to ask uh, different mediums and healers different questions just to kind of bring some interesting information forth on the show. And this one has not brought up before, at least not on my show. Are you familiar with the difference, or can you tell the listeners the difference between somebody that's, a spiritualist and somebody that's a spiritist, which I know is South America's practiced quite a bit and somewhat in the UK, uh, being a spiritist. Uh, I've heard that word very much so. The, 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 the spiritualist is, is, is an understanding that when we go through the doors of that spiritualist church, we can be very open indeed and we can have our faith uh, and we're very free spirits. I mean, we we don't we don't believe in um, you have to ask any questions to, completely to do uh, with this. All we have to do is go in there and reach out and be strong, be positive, have an open mind, and just hope that we can share the gifts and the understandings from that church. That's amazing, wow. Tom. And I heard that, read that people that practice spiritism mainly use uh, physical mediums. Right, that's what which I, I know. Yeah, well, I mean, 
I, I believe that um, I can give you an experience. I was in um, in England in the um, the, st- the stones in, in sto- Stonehenge. Have you heard of that? Yes. And I got invited to to that, uh, and we sat round the stones, and there was a North American Indian there and a group of people. And uh, this is going back in my very beginning. I started doing my work as a medium when I was about 28, but I believe I was in my early 30s. And we sat round the stones there, and to my amazement, I went into trance, and I didn't know didn't didn't know what was happening. I didn't know what I was saying because being in this trance state. But I know that when the North American Indian brought me round, I must I must have said something interesting. Wow, that's amazing. So, you know, you you seem like you're a natural channel, or something caused a channeling to occur, or some something very interesting during that time. I call you know, myself a natural here. medium. Definitely, you are a natural medium for sure. Well, I can and show you exactly how it all, get, all began. Um, like I said, when you're a young man and when you experience, like a father peering to your mum's side to take her to the spirit world and things like that, and uh, the life that they had and they had to struggle... I mean, both my parents died at a very young age, as you can imagine. They both died. And my mum died at 49, and my dad died at 51. Uh, you can imagine, the, you know, the small family, and how they had to pull pull together. But how I become, uh, to become the, what I am doing today is that, I, you know, I had to run, I had to chase, I had to play soccer, I had to go dancing, um, I had to chase my dreams, you know, what I wanted in life, and... And, and work as a skilled baker. I think I told you that before. And do the things that you do. But when suddenly, out, out of out of a wonderful experience, I was laying in my bed. I was about twenty or twenty-eight. Uh, I was. I, I don't know why this happened. And I was. I was in a, a room. This lovely room that I was living in at the time. And again, it was in the middle of the night. And I woke up out of my sleep to my room completely white, brightening as bright as white. I don't know how bright white is. And then just for a moment, and then it went back down. And then I knew that something was going to happen to me, which I couldn't explain. That's uh, amazing the way that happened. You know, you always hear stories from people when it's time to open up or use their gifts from different experiences in different ways, you know, from little sparkles of light to an angel or spirit guide showing up or something like that to something really fantastic like the bright light that showed up. Uh, I believe there's probably spirit manifesting the light to, I don't know, make a transformation to you or give you a message or say, make a grand announcement, this is the time or combination. But we all have to start at some particular time, and that that was your time then. That's really amazing that you had that experience as well. I mean, I, and then after that, I mean, it was maybe weeks after that, I got a telephone call uh, from my mum's sister, who at that time, and sadly, my my mum's sister Mary, she's in, in the spirit world now, and I'm sure, 
I'm sure 100% that she comes around me and helps me spiritually and guides me forward. She asked me around her home. I think it was a Wednesday night, something like that. I can't even remember the day. And she asked me around to her home, and she told me to get this sharp. I thought, okay. So I got there very sharp at 7 o'clock, and she said, because it starts for 7.30. And when I got to my sister's, my mum's sister's house, my aunt, my Aunt Mary's house, uh, there was about seven people sitting in a circle. I, I would say that loads and loads of mediums say exactly this story. But what happened, because of all these experiences that I had as a child and the things that I used to see and see spirit, light and... You know, and I used to cry and reach out to my mum and dad and ask me why I'm seeing all these different things. My aunt turned around and said to me, around about an hour into the evening, it's your turn now, Thomas. And I thought, my turn, Thomas? What do you mean? My turn. And there, David? David? Yes. Yeah, we're here. Oh, that's all right. I just thought a little <laughs> And... And after that, she said, stand up. So I stood up, and she said, it's your turn, Thomas, to give the messages. Now, you could imagine, I stood there for a moment, and I, something, something wonderful come over me. I went completely cold. I had such a great... Something went through me. Tremendous. Was it my mum? Was it my dad who come around me that night who was trying to help me? Um, to do this and I stood up and, I, and to my amazement I was giving some kind of message if it wasn't from the spirit world a loved one it was um, just a little message so I went to all seven people giving them some sort of open and upliftment for them and to this day I still remember that very much that's amazing I mean you know the way it happened, it's just like you're watching, you know, a story, a movie, some great writer wrote that's very romantic and very poetic, you know, the way you would follow the timeline of somebody as you're growing up. And just to hear you tell it, you know, that this is a real, real experiences in your life is totally amazing. I mean, I just love hearing that, and I think that's wonderful. And with that, Tom, would, would you mind if... Uh, we have some calls on the switchboard if we take a call or two and then talk some more yeah, and then maybe I'd take like another that, yeah. call. I'd like that take some calls. Sure. I'd like to keep it kind of like a casual and enjoyed show for everybody. I think I think so, mediums can talk forever about experience, David. I mean, and we can go as you, you, you can as much as I can. But, I mean, I really, to this day, it amazes me, you know. It really, truly amazes me, you know, what spirit have done for me. Because I believe that my mum and dad from the spirit world are giving me back the love they couldn't give me as a child. Not only to help me, is to help others. You know, that's totally true. What you said, I touched on it in a reading I did this afternoon for a lady whose father didn't treat her right. And now, in spirit... He's wanting to make it up to her, and she totally forgave him after we had a little chat. And it's never too late, you know. And if uh, they left early and there was no problems, there was love, but they left early, they still want to help perhaps even more, I suppose. So that's 
Yeah, totally true. I believe that my family's helping me from the other side as well. And you're right, I could talk about mediumship too we quite a talk, bit. I love it. <laughs> we could talk about it and go on and on and on. But, you know, I mean, before we go to the phones, I really truly believe that um, being the youngest of the family and um, just having uh, brothers and sisters to look look after me, I truly believe I could have gone any way in life, you know. I could have gone to drugs, I could have gone to crime, I could have gone to drink, anything. But thank God, something was holding me still that I was able to go forward in a straight line. Amen. We're all grateful for that. That's wonderful. Yes. Sherelle, do you want to operate it? Absolutely. I I just was just listening to you both and I like how, you know, you both have a you both have had similar experiences with your parents and I just like to you know, I can sit here, you guys can talk for hours and I could sit here and listen to for hours. So I just wanna say thank you for both of you. Thank you. And with that and without further ado, you're welcome. Let's go to the phone lines. We'll start with um, our first caller, area code 609. 609, you are on the air, Beyond the Gate Radio, with David and Sherelle Baker, and our guest, Tom Flynn. Oh, thank you so much. I'm here. Can you hear me? I can. You sure can. And what is your name, please? Thank you so much for having me. My name is Anna. My name is Tom Flynn. I'm from the UK. Nice to meet you. Where are you? I am in New Jersey. New Jersey. Oh, I've actually, I've actually been to New Jersey. I've actually worked in New Jersey in a spiritualist church there. Oh, where? Um, I, 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 you must excuse me, but I, I can't quite. Um, I don't know the area, but I know that I, I, I was taken there by some friends, and then I've done some conventions in the New York area as well. Oh, I would love to know where it is in New Jersey, but um, maybe next time. <laughs> I'll look on cool. the Internet. And what could I do for you? Is there anything you'd like to ask? Yes, I would like to know what Spirit has to say to me um, as far as a, uh, maybe a relationship. Well, do, do you know... Um, you must be a good psychic yourself. It's just that I see a lot of light around you. I, I see color, the aura. And around your aura, I see a lovely green, which is a healing, relaxing color, which you don't. You you find it very difficult to relax, all right? And you've got to be a bit patient. Do you understand that? I absolutely understand that. Right. And also, there's a lovely color purple. And you be, before before moving forward, you're, you're breaking up. Right. You're breaking up. Can you hear it now? Yes, I can. Right. Um, I see a lovely colour purple. It's a lovely going a going forward colour with you. And before you do that, you've got to let go of the past uh-huh. of your last relationship. Do you understand that? I do. And you you tend to rush in where it hurts. I've been told. Uh huh. So what you've got to do, I feel there's a lovely place. Do you love drinking wine or something like that? Uh, I can only take a few sips and then I get too giddy. <laughs> right, well, I'm, I'm seeing a lovely place. <laughs> it, it, do you go to um, some sort of bar where it's very low, where the ceiling is very low? Uh, 
No, not or really. Quite, quite no, it sounds very noisy, so it sounds like a bar or a club. Mm, no, not really, no. Can I say to you then, you need to start living again and not, okay. close, yourself, not close yourself behind the door? Okay, that I understand, yes. Right, and so this is, I believe, this is what I'm getting for you, that you've got to let go of the past, all right? You've got to open a new door, you've got to rise above all things and start doing the things that you used to do about three months ago. Okay. And then your pathway will open. I get the name of John very clearly for some reason. John, no. Can you understand that name? No, not John, well, normally, no. Normally when I say, say a name, it's something for the future, all right? Okay. Uh-huh. I, was talk, I was talking to a lady in, in Ireland, just off of England, right, the Republic of Ireland, and uh-huh. I, I gave her a name, and the next week she come back and told me that she met him. So uh-huh. just hold that name, all right, in your heart. Okay, absolutely. All right, you want a, uh, can I say to you, you want a real man this time? <laughs> <laughs> I do. Right? Yeah. We all, yes. uh, we all do. You uh-huh. must have had a yeah, bad experience one. for me to say that. <laughs> yes, I uh, yeah. Mhm. You had a bad experience, and what I mean by that, you want a decent living guy. Yes. So I you've do. got to get dressed up, put your party dress on, all right, and go and live it. Okay. And open new doors. And look out for the name John. I my, will. I said, did you listen earlier on? I said my mum was a Roman gypsy. And if she would say something, it would truly come fr- tr- true. I will uh-huh. share this with you. There was a man in, in the good old days, I'm talking about the early 70s. Um, in them days, uh, our parents used to have what we called a tally man, a lone man that would come knocking at the door. And my mother, my mother, she, she asked this man. I know I can remember his name to this day. The name of Ray. His name was Raymond Ray, and uh, she asked him for this twenty-pound loan. And um, my mother said uh, she, he wouldn't give my mum the loan. And then, this is not being nasty. I think it was just a way of handling it. She said, Ray Dawn, you will go outside that house, and then your your tire will go down and burst. He went outside and the tire burst and he come back and give her the twenty pounds. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you've well, got to be you. com- you've got to be confident in your own self, all right? All right, look it. out for that name. <laughs> okay, bye well. bye now. Bye bye. Thank you, bye. Thank you, Thank you Thank you. <laughs> well that was wonderful. And you know, like don't take life too serious. Have a sense of humor and live life. You know, we're all here for a journey. Don't be so busy doing this and that and you miss the journey. Take the journey, right, Tom? That's right. I mean, you can, uh, who's listening at you tonight, I'm very, like, like my friend David, just a normal guy who's something that comes into my life and David's life and we use it wisely and we do not abuse it and that's the main thing. That's the main thing. That's correct. Well, Sherelle, you want to see if somebody else wants to ask Tom a question? Absolutely. I actually have a question from chat. 
Um, Jennifer in chat is asking about a relationship with a guy named Ron. She wanted to know what do you see his intentions towards her. Could you say that? I'm very sorry. It it was going a little bit um, blurry when you said that. Okay, sorry about that. Jennifer in chat. A question from Jennifer in She's in the chat room. Oh, in the chat room, right. Yes, she's in the chat room, and she's asking about Ron and what his intentions towards her are. Right. What what I believe, and I believe this strongly, is a lovely color red coming around her to give her strength, and I believe that she's got to have more patience with this guy. I feel he likes her. And I feel that maybe sometimes he doesn't show that. I feel that he's a quiet man and a reserved man, and he just wants to build on a good understanding with her to go forward. Okay. Thank you. All right, Jennifer, we hope we hope that helps you. And we are going to take another call, and we are going to take this from area code 510. 510, you are on the air with Beyond the Gate Radio, and I am Sherelle Baker and David Baker and our wonderful guest, Tom Flynn. Hi, good evening to everyone. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. And um, what is your name, my, please? My, my name is Gillian. Gillian? Hi, Gillian. Hi, Gillian? Yes. Right, yes. And where are you from, Gillian? I'm actually calling from the Bay Area. Oh, from the Bay Area. That's very good. Mm-hmm. And um, my question actually has to do with um, career, and I was wondering what you um, saw coming up for me. Right. There's there's a, there's a lovely quiet quietness around uh, you. When you study, are you in a small room? Can I say? Um, at the moment. Yeah. Yes. A box room, top, a box type room. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's my apartment. <laughs> that's, that's okay, right? Now, can you remember your grandmother in the spirit world on your mum's side? Yes. Can you? A lovely little yeah. lady. Yes. Lovely eyes, lovely blue eyes. Can you remember the color of her eyes? Um, I, I, I thought they were brown. <laughs> well, she showed me. Are your eyes blue? She just showed me lovely blue eyes. Uh, no, my my eyes aren't blue. Um, someone I know's eyes are blue. Someone ah, that I'm. Uh, is that one someone right. close to you? Yeah. And you like this person? Yes. Very much. Yes. <laughs> right. Okay. She just showed me these lovely blue eyes. Anyway, we'll continue. She's standing next to you. All right, and what she's telling me that you send off lots and lots of application forms. Yes. (laughs) Lots. She's never seen so many application forms sent. And so there's a little doubt about not what you can do in your life. It's the fact that you keep on getting all these replies no all the time. Or you don't even receive anything back. Right. Yeah. So what she's right. what she's telling me here is nothing to do with your appearance. It's nothing to do with you, because she thinks you're a very sweet young lady. All right. 
Okay. You've just got to keep on being who you are. There's some sort of a, a career change, she said, would do you the world of good. Now, have you ever thought of taking up night classes or night, uh, some sort of night class? Or have you been talking about that? Uh, no, it, um, it's been in the back of my mind to maybe do something, but I'm, you know, I'm not quite sure what, what I would do. She's talking about going back to school a little bit. Okay. But she's talking about a night one, all right, so that you can get on with the things that you, you must reach out to in, in your daytime because she knows you want to get employment, she knows you're good, and she knows you're very clever. Your mind is very, very, very sharp. You're very okay. good around people or dealing yeah. with people. Is that right? Yeah, I love working with people. I like helping you people. Love, you love helping, but you in a work situation as well. Yes. And uh, all I'm hearing is people chatting back to me here. So you've obviously, in the past, you've dealt with, with situations with work quite well. Yes. Yes. So what so. <laughs> she wants you to do is to reach out. There's a lovely color orange around you. The color orange is a very bright and bright, bright future, I'm being told here, but you just doubt that. You have an option of A and B. There's an A and there's a B. There's, there's, there's two sort of jobs you want to go for. Uh-huh. Is that right? Are there, are there two jobs that I want to go for? Yes. Uh... I don't know if there's any two specific types of jobs, but um, I don't know what, what that, which that, that could mean. Um, what, what she's saying is there was two, there, there's two job opportunities going to come your way. She's giving me A and B, all right? And I okay. Think you, I feel you should go for B. Go for B, okay. Yeah. Was the Christmas time, was that a quiet time for you for work? Uh, yes, it was. Since Christmas, so January, February, March, going into May. So yeah. she wants she wants to lift that now and take it into the next six months. All right. So when you when you send these application forms off and you get two, it's like I feel that you will get two opportunities at once come at you. All right. And when you do, take the B because I feel good about that. Does she well, say Well, feelings when... is that helpful to you? Yeah, that's that. Yes. I hope yes, he's uh, been very helpful to you. I really apologize. We have to cut it short because the uh, line is full <laughs> and we're, we have limited time. <laughs> I love listening to Tom, but I have to be fair to everybody else. But right, we'll be giving you a lot good. of great information. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a good evening. Thank you for calling, Keelan. Thank you. Well, Tom, that's amazing. You know, we let you work the way you work, and it's it's wonderful. Right. Totally got right into every issue, all the corners, no right. punches well, pulled. No punches You're pulled. You're amazing. Thank you. And, and that's one thing I like. You're saying it has their talent to you, and that's the way it should be done. Do not interpret, uh, just say what's said. And it's I amazing that she's helping. Words. I really don't use my own words. I like to think that. My, my my loved ones, which is my mum and dad and friends from the spirit world, and my guides from the highest realms from coming around me. I pray for, actually, often for a great medium for, in the UK 
called Joe Benjamin, and uh, he, he was a fantastic medium, and I often pray to him to ask his angels and his helpers to come around me, and so that they allow me to work as an instrument of love, and an instrument of love only, so that I can reach out to people. And that you do, and you know it works because they want to help, and they're they're helping you, and I think that's wonderful. And I'm wondering, when you go to the spirit world, are you going to help one, too? <laughs> oh, that's better. That's, that's amazing. Yeah, I, I believe we all have helpers on the other side. There's no way I could do what I do by myself. I know I have help. That's for sure. I always, uh, before I go to bed every night, I always thank, thank you know, spirit for a lovely day that I had. And I thank for the people that are around me, especially in the Bay Area at the moment, who have kindly, you know, helped me in this way. My friend uh, Karen, she's she's been my strength, and um, she's been she's she's been absolutely fantastic, and and she's had absolutely great support support from her husband Mark, and she has two lovely dogs, and um, they they're like angels. And also uh, Valerie, who's, who's, who's managed for some reason to um, to get these lovely churches for me. You know, through Valerie and Karen, they're both the godsend. They're a blessing. They're, they're both there the for you. Yes, they're there to support you. They believe in your work, and they're like, you know, I'm gonna just say it straight on the air. They are two angels. They are two angels, and there's another little lady called called uh, Nancy, uh, and she's absolutely fantastic. She she gives me help. She 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 sort of gives me the drive. She she helps me. She takes me to the BART station and things like that. And she's even drove me all the way over the over the big bridge over to San Francisco to the two churches that uh, I've been working at. And uh, I mean, last week she took me to the to celebrate a life in in the sac in the um uh, what area is it Karen? No, the area that I'm working in. So, I don't know. No, where 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 am I now? Um, well, it's the area, the church I'm going to. Sorry, I just can't remember all the names of the places where I'm going, but it's 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 very good, and she's a very good lady. Yes. I understand that totally for sure. And you know, because you, you, when you stay busy, sometimes you know the wheels are really turning. And I have that same issue. And sometimes I embarrass myself on the air. I said, "Well, whatever." But you know, I did it there, and I won't be there. But I have to, ch- I have to check my website. I have to check my. You know, we had uh, Lisa Williams on a couple weeks ago, right. and she was telling us about her events, and she she even admitted herself that you know. I have so much going on that I even have to check my website to see what I'm doing next, you know. So that's totally understandable. Oh, oh the, I think the yeah. towns and places in, in San Francisco are very, very, not not as straightforward names as uh, they are in the UK, in England. So, so you know. But is it the Castro area? That's it. The, I'm actually working in the Castro area of San okay. Francisco. Uh, it's a lovely little church. Yeah, they have some nice churches over there. That's that's yeah. wonderful. Yeah. But we have 
few more calls on the line. Well, I'm going to ask when we bring somebody in because to be fair to everybody is we're going to bring somebody in that has a telephone call. And uh, please ask your question, and then we'll put you on mute and let Tom answer the question. That way, we'll give him a chance to. And if if Tom needs to ask you something for validation, we can always unmute you. You can say yes or no. Does that, yeah. that sound okay? It does. Yes, that sounds great. Okay, I think we do that. Here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, who said that? Okay, so with that, we have uh next caller on the line, I believe, is from area code 989. Hello. Hello, 989. Hi. And what is Hello. your name, please? My name is Michelle. Michelle, and where are you calling from, Michelle? I'm calling from Michigan. Michigan. Michelle from Michigan. Wonderful. Do you have a question? Are you ready for my question? Yes. Uh, Last night, my 13-year-old daughter heard her name twice when she was laying in bed trying to go to sleep. And I was wondering if you know who it was or if it's going to happen again. Well, I've, I've had that called, um, when I was a young man, I was taught, did you listen to the, me talking earlier on? Yes. Right. Um, when I was a young man, I got my name called out on many occasions, and the last time I had it called, I was in this hotel in Ireland, and um, I was coming out my room, I was with I was with a friend, and my name was called out, my, my name Tom was called out. And um, she, in this respect, I believe it's a grandmother, a mother, grandmother, mother, grandmother. Would you understand that? Yes. Your mother being her grandmother? It would be my grandmother or my husband's grandmother. Right, right, right. One moment. Wait, it's it's the mother, so it's your grandmother that's calling out. And I feel that she was a sweet lady. She was. Does that make sense? And she's a very talented young girl. Yes. Very talented, and she must get on with it. I must, I must end it there because I, I believe there's a lot of people trying to get through. Okay. Thank, Thank you for you. your call. Bye bye. Thank, so Thank you, you Michelle. Thank you. Thank you. Well, that was wonderful, Tom. And you know, those experiences, the fact that she actually believed her daughter was very nice. You know, you should listen to your children sometimes and try to decide. If a child is having an invisible friend or a conversation with somebody, you know, I believe that if you question the child in the beginning, if they say the same thing all the time, then it could be imaginary. But if they're saying different things at different times and describing different things that uh, and saying things perhaps that they couldn't know, then perhaps you should pay more attention to them or maybe even support them. That's right. What do you think about that, Tom? I do. I do, exactly, yeah. I agree with you. Because there's so many children being born. I believe the numbers are greater than ever these days where I'm getting more reports of the children seeing spirits than I had, let's say, a decade ago, not that many, but now uh, seems like quite a few are being born that are highly intelligent, intuitive, and can also see spirit. And not necessarily wanting to be a medium, but they have the gift, and a lot of them choose to 
be artistic with music or painting or creating or something like that. I think we have an amazing um, new generation of children being born at this time. Um, can I give you experience? I, uh, you talked about the children and things like that, and that that, that girl was, you know, getting her name sure. called out. Um, I was in England. Uh, it wasn't long ago, and I went to an house blessing, which you'd understand that they thought they had some sort of spirit in the house. And when I got to the house uh, in London area, uh, this family was Spanish, and they was living in the in in the London area, and her daughter was experiencing something something that she couldn't explain and and she was seeing somebody and uh, I'd started to describe this man to to the you know to this family and it turned out to be her his brother in the spirit world and he said to me how can how can my my brother be here when he comes from Spain <laughs> so it was uh, it was his brother that was coming to his daughter you know, that's funny that you should say that. There's always these things that seem like coincidences. In the reading I gave to a lady yesterday from New York, and her parents are from uh, Singapore, but they're in spirit now. And I t was telling her that they're here and everything, and she said yes and all that sort of stuff. So she said, well, how do my parents know where to find me? You know, they're dead, and I'm I'm in another country. How do they know how to find me? Isn't that amazing? I mean... Well, yeah. I and mean, yet spirit the bread, working, you know, they're from Spain. I mean, spirit work in mysterious ways. Um, there was a time in my mediumship when um, it's it's uh, I feel privileged that that spirit used me this way in a sleep state. Um, two nights running, um, I found myself in this wonderful place. I see these ladies um, with scarves over their head. And there was this white light in front of them. And as I got closer to these these ladies, I didn't know what nationality, I didn't know what they looked like. Um, as I got closer to them, I see these children, these little lady, these children being pulled out of the darkness into the light. So children, I believe, that was passed um, from this plane to that plane in, in sad circumstances... These little ladies were were taking them to the spirit world, and I found myself doing exactly the same, helping these little children from the darkness into the light. And this happened for two days. And then after that, I was finding myself proving survival with children who, who had been, where they've gone to medium after medium, um, there was this lady that um, she come to me, she come to my flat in London, and she said, look, I don't want none of this psychic stuff, I don't want anything like that, I just want a particular person to come through from the spirit world. Now, by now, she's probably got a headache because she's been searching for seven years for, for, proof, of survival, for proof of survival. And so I sat there, and suddenly I see this very small little girl Okay, um, she was on a bike, so where do we think she died, or how did she die? But if you sort of looked at the simple way, she'd have gone into the road and died. But this little girl, she took me into the back garden, and as she entered the back garden, uh, there was a brick wall. So you know what happened next. She went into the brick wall, and she told me that the brick wall fell on top of her. And, of course, the, a mother would be 
so 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 shocked she tried to lift the brick wall up and it left i told the mother that it left a little scar on her knee and and everything i said was uh correct and i was with her for about 10 minutes and it gave her the opportunity to move on with her life and knowing her little girl was beside her wow that's truly amazing and you know there's proof right there and you know there's so many amazing stories that you know we could tell other people and I can sit here and listen all night to all the stories you know like I feel like you know lighting up a fireplace making a nice cup of hot tea and sitting down settling in and just listening because it's you know I've never get tired of hearing the experiences and I never get tired of doing the experience myself I think that's just wonderful and we only have just a couple more calls left on the line, so are you ready for another call, Tom? I am. All right. I believe I have area code. Uh, okay, they not here. Three two three two five. Okay, go for it. Hello. Hello. This is me. Hello. This is me, Andrew again. Hi, Andrew. Hello, I was wondering if you ever heard of a term called soulmate before? Oh, yes? Uh, because I've been doing a lot of research on the subject matter. What exactly does the term stand for? Well, I, I, have, uh, I could okay. only give you an example. Um, there was a lady that I met uh, in the UK, and she was a wonderful lady, and I believe that uh, soulmate, to me, is where we've met these people before. And with this lady, I met her several lifetimes. And we keep on joining back together again. And when we, got, we actually got into relationship, it didn't work because we were so close to each other, we could only have that soulmate um, feeling around us. So I believe that's what a soulmate is. <laughs> so does that necessarily well, do... So it doesn't necessarily have to do with, like, a relationship issue? Um, so it wasn't a relationship issue I had with her. We we, we got on so well, but it, we were better off being that soulmates. And I feel this is with you. This is this is how I feel with you. Okay. All right. All right. Okay, Andrew, I hope All that right. helped you. Thank you so okay, much. Thank you. Nice to hear All you bye. again. All right. Bye-bye. I hope that, that gave and me a little bit of understanding. Yes, he's, I've talked with him before. He's a very intelligent person, and he's really interested in, in the paranormal and trying to open up the skips and everything. And so, you know, I've got to hand it to him, you know, asking questions and doing research and trying to find out what's going on. I think that's he's a truly amazing young man. I really do. And um, thank you for sharing your knowledge with us. It's very interesting. I think we got all the calls now. One more caller. Where, where, where was Andrew? Where was Andrew from? Uh, Andrew's from Texas. From Texas. All right. That's very yes. good. We have one more caller. Yes, indeed it is. Oh, yes, yes, she's right. We do. Area code six two six. Area code six two six. Welcome to Beyond the Gate Radio. Yes. Thank you for taking my call. And what is your name, please? Yes, my name is Frank in California. 
You're in California. Uh, and what, what was your name? Frank? Yeah, Frank. Okay, Frank, 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 thank you so much for calling. You're speaking you. to something? Did you have a question for Tom? Yes, yes, his gifts. But basically, is he just a medium or is he... Uh, I'm actually a medium and a healer and a teacher. So um, this all come naturally to me. Um, like I'll, I don't know if you was listening to the beginning of the show. Um, it's just that uh, it, it overwhelmed me. My mum being very uh, mediumistic herself and also my father being being very interested in the healing side of it. And um, it maybe just, I want to say it was in me all my life. It was just waiting to come out, you know. And I feel that that is my job as a medium to prove that there is life after death and that we can guide and protect and show us the way and, and, and bring comfort with the healing. Well, thank you very much. I've been learning about myself as well, my gifts well, would, and my... Can I say to you, no one no one um, gave me ad- any advice, all right? And I want to say to you, take it slowly, all right, and learn a lot, a lot about it, because I've been in this movement for over 25 years now, and if you could see my hand, I just know very, very little. I'm still opening my mind and my soul to the spirit. So take it very, very slowly, all right? Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, Frank. Thank you. All right, that was wonderful, and that's great advice. You know, Tom has a good point. You never stop learning. Uh, You do it. First of all, I can't stress enough if you're practicing medium or psychic. Practice, practice, practice. Continue doing readings. Stay active. Keep your you know, mind strengthened and open, and you learn something new all the time, and you you get better all the time, and then you understand things more. Here's an example. I got somebody in a reading the other day that uh, when somebody crossed over that was smoking and died of cancer, they showed me, you know, a darkness around them in bed and cancer and all the, you know, many different signs and symbols. But yesterday, for the first time ever, this lady's father showed me his face, and he blew smoke out. So uh, I've never seen that before. Spirit do that before. So I asked her, did your father smoke? Yes. Did he, you know, die of the illness? And she said, yes. So, you know, you, you see and discover new things with every reading you do. And sometimes you see new symbols or get new... Uh, meanings to things or information, and sometimes you improve your skills and abilities. And we'll never be perfect, but we can only get better. Isn't that right, Tom? It is. Um, I can give you uh, an experience that I had. There was a lady, again, in the UK, uh, in the London area. Um, She was a lovely dear soul, and she lost her husband. And I said to this lady, um, I forget her name, I, I can't remember everybody's names, obviously, but she was a very dear person. And I said to her, that, um, have you ever seen your husband? And she said, no, 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 I would love to see my husband. And all I said to her, watch out for Christmas, for a Christmas greeting from him. And Christmas come, it was only a sort of about a month away, and... Um, on Christmas morning, she, she woke from her bed early in the morning, she was telling me. She phoned me and told me this, 
about 6.30 in the morning. She thought it was uh, her son uh, standing beside the bed. And, 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 and her son was very much like her husband. But this figure just disappeared into a light, she said. So her husband come to visit her on that Christmas morning, what he promised. Wow. That's amazing. What a gift, too. You know, that's a gift of the Spirit. There's a question in chat. Actually, I believe this question is for both of you. Um, There's a question in the chat room that asks, how do you know what skills are the best to develop? Right. Well, you, you have to. Uh, uh, my, my opinion, you have to go with with what the spirit want allow you to use you um, for the skill if it's healing or or the mediumship or, or also the guidance or the rescue. There's so much to learn in the spiritual understanding, you know. And I believe that people need to go and develop this. They, I believe, they could sit in a, a spiritual developing circle for ten years and still not learn that gift that they have, but. As long as they're genuine and they can reach out and send prayers and different things like this, that is their gift. But you've got to find out what your gift is by sitting in a a developing circle, very controlled by a a medium that's been doing this for some time. Just like my mum's sister, when I went to her circle, she opened my mind and I discovered that I would be able to, uh, to do messages and now healing. That makes a great deal of sense. And I've heard some people, I've questioned, oh, so, you know, you're medium in the snat, and I said, you know, have you had any, you know, training or anything? And they would, you know, not very many people would say, well, I'm a medium, I don't, what I need training for. So, Tom, if somebody has the ability, and, you know, they're fairly good at it, they still need some type of uh, guidance to show them, uh, many things like uh, proper etiquette and how to know if they're getting good spirits or not, how to protect them. I mean, there's a lot of things they can learn from a oh. circle. But, you know, I think that they should do that. 100%. That's I very mean, important. I mean, spirit spirit guides come on, on all levels and understanding for what it may be, you know, if it's for the healing, if it's for the, you know, for the uh, readings. For, for whatever spirit want to help you, believe me, you will soon know it. Because I believe, I can only talk about myself. Um, I dedicate my life to working for the spirit world. I'm 55 years old. It's not that I don't want to be in a relationship or I don't want to be married. This is another turn of the spirit. I just find that spirit just take me in another direction where there's someone, just somebody there who needs a little bit of help if it's grieving or we lost someone special or, or things like that. I always find that spirit take me to that position and put me in that position where I need to be there for someone. Yes, and there's no such thing as coincidences. If only people knew that had the gift that would really want to use it, if they knew how much help they had on the other side, they probably would have jumped in it a lot sooner because we definitely do have a lot of support from the other side. And when I discovered my gifts, in the earlier days, I didn't have a, a label. I heard of mediums and psychics, but 
I didn't really have a label to put on that I was a medium. Then when I discovered it, I was really excited because I went to some, you know, courses, classes, circles, whatever you want to call it, and found out that I was actually, you know, quite good at it or it came natural to me. So I went on to learn as much as I could uh, before I started actually doing readings on people. But, of course, you know, they have you practice on each other. And so... I found out that I, you know, I could get, you know, I don't hear the spirit as often. I I can get voices or animals barking or cats meowing or something like that occasionally. But mostly I'll see them or they put uh, information in my head like uh, telepathy. And that's mostly how I do it. And you're, you hear, um, hear them speaking to you as well as seeing them. Am I correct? Uh-oh. Yes, that's right. I mean, um, I was—I believe that I was put in at the deep end, really, and I knew that I, I know for sure now that my mum and dad were, were trying to guide me to a better understanding, not only for my life but to help other people, as I said, and um, and like my um, my my aunt uh, guided me in that circle and told me the next word she said was get on with it. And what actually done, and I know that many, many mediums have done exactly the same as this, where they've found themselves walking into a spiritual center or a spiritualist church, um, something like that. And, and what, what actually happened to me, um, I see this lovely white light um, above a building, and I walked towards, I didn't know if it was a spiritualist church or, or I see a sign there, but I knew I was guided to, to go towards it. And as I got closer to it, it said spiritualist church. So after my after my uh, my aunt sort of showed me what to do or told me what to do, uh, I walked into the doors and there was a, a lovely man on the platform um, giving messages of of love and an upliftment and proof. And there was tears. There was everything you can do uh, in a spiritualist church. What I, I mentioned earlier on. And I was sitting at the back of the church just listening in. And I, I decided to continue to go to that spiritualist church. And you know the next words anyway. I went to the church and there was a little bit of a panic. There was people looking everywhere. And suddenly they said, is there a medium in the hall? Now, you can imagine, because my mum's sister said that I could do this work, go and do it, get on with it. I, silly me, I put my hand up and said, I'm a medium. And... Um, to my imagination, to my to my amazement, um, I stood on that on that on that platform in the spiritualist church. She asked me to do an opening prayer. You must forgive me. Uh, I, at this particular time, I, I didn't know how to do all this, and uh, she asked me to do an address that wasn't there. But I could certainly give a message, and uh, basically that's how my my work as a medium started. So that's why I'm saying to uh, bubbly mediums or people who are understanding who want to know a little bit more about spiritualism, please find a close circle to learn lots, lots, lots more. That is, there's so much truth in that, and I can't uh, complete this talk without mentioning something else. But first, you know, is there? Do you know of uh, Henry in spirit or somebody with an H in spirit? Close to yes, you. I can, an H, yes. Okay, and there's also a male uh, figure here that feels like a father figure 
that right. is really pushing me to I keep hearing healing, healing, talk about healing. So right. so I have to uh I thank him for reminding me, which is what I wanted to do, is I wanted to ask you about healing and your healing before we, you know, finish the show up. You've got to mention that because that's very exciting and very interesting, very powerful, and it, it, it always amazes me. So could you tell us a little bit about your healing work? Um, what You mean experiences that I've had with the healing? Yes, that's it, precisely. Right, well, this this come, this come again, it's, it's another thing. This, I, I am a registered healer now. I've been for about 10 years or so. But um, the, the healing seemed to come, like the mediumship, uh, quite natural to me. I was working uh, with a... Uh, has anyone heard psychic artist where they draw the loved one, uh, that they sit there with the medium and they draw a loved one? And what happened... Oh, I yes. Was, have you heard of that, David? Oh, yes, for sure. Right. I was in this spiritualist church. Uh, I don't know where it was. Um, the guy that I was working with, he, his name was Tony Katz, lovely man. And uh, I asked him, would he come and work with me? And we ended up working for seven years, by the way, uh, going in different spiritualist churches uh, every week. We could do one or two churches every week for seven years, which was marvelous. And this particular night, this is how my healing started. For some unknown reason, I got this absolutely wonderful uh, vibration of I, I felt that I had to sort of reach out to the people in the church and go to them and say can I send healing to you and when I come back I will leave my spirit helper there um, with you and, and see how you feel and then I done that I got on with a message and when I come back to the particular person may it a woman or a man whoever it was in the church they were telling me that they had release of pain. And that's how my spiritual work uh, went. But the, the most wonderful thing that happened was that this guy who I was working with, Tony, we, on a psychic level and the psychic, uh, you know, the psychic drawings that he was doing for loved ones, he drew my guide. And it was wonderful. And I went to this church just to watch mediums and... This guy came up to me and said, can I give this to you? I said, certainly. And it was exactly the picture that Tony drew. So, and then another lady came up to me and drew, drew a picture. And then another one came up and said, can I give you a man with a beard, um, uh, white hair, very smart, tie, jacket. And again, it was like spirit was showing me to do this vibration for healing. I can give you one, one, one example. I was working on a radio station in Ireland and um this this lady called and um she asked me if i'd come to the house and give healing so my the radio dj without any hesitation he drove to this person's house and it was a son of hers and, and especially when we're working around younger people we must have uh, the presence of an adult or or, or something like that someone would know or would know that person. So the mother and father were there when I was uh, laying my hands on, on this child's leg. He had some problem with the leg. And to to the uh, family's um, great amazement, um, that pain had eased. Now, I'm no doctor. I can't Tom, sound a doctor. we're running out of time. Right. <laughs> Tom, but, we're running um, out of time, but keep honestly, talking. Right. Sorry? 
you know, we're can, running out of time, but keep talking. Finish your story, I can, please. I can, honest, I can honestly say, I can honestly say that I was reaching out with a lot of love for that child. And, and many, and many, many more. And yeah. many, many more. <laughs> well, you're doing a great service to, you know, the world for people and spirit alike, as well as for yourself and for our creator, of course. And, you know, we can't thank you enough for what you do. And thank you, you know, to everybody that supports you. And uh, thank you so much for being on the show. It's nice to have you as a friend as well. And we must stay in contact. Thank you, David. And thank you so much for being on the show, Tom. It's been quite an experience and a wonderful pleasure to have you on the show tonight with us. Uh, I I would love to do it all over again. Well, we'd love to have you back. That's a guarantee for sure. You're welcome anytime you wish. And uh, if we have to call all the way to the U.K. to get you on the air at 10 o'clock. That would be fantastic. You can call me from the U.K. That that would be fantastic. Yes. Yes, indeed, we could. If I call that 10 a.m. here, it'll be 6 p.m. there. That would work out. Uh, it's just eight right. hours, I think it is. I think it's. We're at the moment. It's eight. We're eight hours in front in the UK time. Okay, that sounds about right. So we we'll certainly work it out. Are but, we off um, air now? Are we? Yes. Are we off air now? The show is not. The show is not streaming. It's still recording, but it's not streaming. All Let right, me right. Uh, wind up the show and, and call you back and chat with you for a quick moment. Oh, that'd be great. You'll put me back on Karen's Karen's um, line? Yes, I will, Tom. Okay, okay, thank you. Okay. Thank, thank you. Thank you, Tom. Everybody, that was Tom Flynn, international medium and healer. And um, thank you for listening to the show. We ran over a little bit of time, but this should be recorded on the archive show, and that's okay because this should make up for a few minutes of technical difficulties which we experienced in the beginning. But thank you once again for listening to Beyond the Gate Radio, and uh, we'll see you next week on May 15th. Uh, I beg your pardon, <laughs> next week. <laughs> I'm in a time warp. May 22nd. May 22nd. That's right. May 22nd, honey. And who will our guest be? Alma Myrtle, or as she is well known as Alma the Seer. She'll be with us. And we have uh, an extra show on Monday, also at 6 p.m., not at 4, but at 6 p.m. Oh, forgive me. Here we go. The U.K., we have uh, Rochelle Park Delaney, clairvoyant medium, from the UK, so that show will be 10 a.m. in the morning next Monday, May 23rd. So thank you for listening, and see you next week. Have a beautiful week. God bless everybody, and good night. Good night, everyone.